Hi, this is Dan Renberg with Eric Fox Schiff, and welcome to 15 Minutes on Congress, AI edition. Today, we're going to hear from three very, very intelligent and insightful colleagues. They are former Senator Byron Dorgan, former Congressman Phil English, and my partner, Reed Freeman. They have some really helpful insight into what Congress and the administration are doing on the issue of artificial intelligence, and we're hopeful that you'll benefit from it. I had the opportunity to speak with my colleague, former U.S. Senator Byron Dorgan, about what Congress is doing in AI. Senator Dorgan spent 30 years in Congress. He was in the House of Representatives for 12 years and then 18 years in the Senate. He joined our firm back in 2011 after he retired from Congress. Senator Dorgan served in a senior role on the Senate Commerce Committee. He was an appropriator. He was in the Democratic leadership. And I thought it was very interesting that he was part of the Congress when the internet became a thing. And I asked him also whether or not there's some parallels that we can learn from. Senator, what do you think Congress will do over the next year or two regarding artificial intelligence? Well, I think Congress is trying to contemplate uh, what does AI mean? Uh, what are the massive benefits that come from AI? And also what potentially could be the catastrophic risks? And uh, you know, no one knows that, that last portion of this, the catastrophic risks. I think what's gonna happen is uh, the Congress is, is going to be talking about putting together some guardrails, uh, perhaps creating maybe a national commission, uh, perhaps putting together a, an AI agency, uh, a bill of rights. I mean, there's a lot of ideas in Congress, but clearly they're headed towards some type of regulatory approach with respect to artificial intelligence. Now, quickly to say, we use AI every day in lots of ways now and receive the benefit of all of that. Uh, but the most significant concern is what could be the potential downsides with very substantial catastrophic risks of a machine that can think, that can be conscious, that can reason, can, that can make its own decisions. Those potentially could be catastrophic risks. Senator, as I listen to you, I, I'm just wondering, uh, is there anything inherently partisan about the artificial intelligence policy issues? Because off the top of my head, I don't see it. I don't think there is anything that's partisan. I, I believe that uh, Republicans and Democrats, just uh, as citizens of our country, see this the same way. Um, you know, some there are some who probably want to do a little less regulation than others, but I think almost all of them want to do some type of regulation. They are at the moment the Congress is struggling to try to understand AI, understand the full consequences of AI, and then to evaluate what kind of structure would we put together to regulate and to be a part of deciding how do we we allow it to move forward. So what do you think interested stakeholders should be doing at this time with respect to Congress at, you know, at this point in the oversight and legislative process? Well, a couple of things. Number one, I, I think even the stakeholders uh, in AI understand the potential uh, consequences that could be on the on the dangerous side, and so I, I believe uh, you know they will want to work hand in hand with uh, the Congress to help steer the kind of regulatory approach they believe is necessary. And the reason for that is there are not many in Congress that fully understand AI. As I said before, uh, we all use AI almost every day. If you if you have an iPhone and you say Siri, do this, you're using machine learning and AI. So, but the the potential consequences uh, that have been um, we have been warned about by a number of people and who understand AI, uh, those are consequences. I think that um, even the folks that are involved in developing the industry can be helpful in telling Congress here's 
what we see are the risks, and and then helping Congress develop the structure of some kind of regulatory approach. It's not lost on me, Senator, that your 30 years in the House and Senate um, from 1981 to 2011 corresponded with the rise of the internet. Do you see some parallels? I do. Uh, I mean, look, when the internet uh, came to us, um, all of us were trying to understand, okay, what does this mean? What does internet mean? You know, no one knew. And and then a few offices began to uh, use it and to try to understand it. And then most offices finally did. But Early on in this process, there was a lot of concern, not understanding what it means, what it is, uh, not understanding the issue of privacy and other things that relate to it. So, um, yeah, I think in many ways there's a relationship between how we dealt with the Internet and how we became more comfortable understanding the consequences of it, the the, the benefits of it. And the same is true with uh, how we will deal and how we have dealt with uh, machine learning and AI even up to this point. And then the question is, what about beyond this point? I also had the opportunity to speak with my colleague, former Congressman Phil English. He served seven terms as a member of the House of Representatives, representing Northwestern Pennsylvania, Erie, Pennsylvania specifically. He was on the Ways and Means Committee and was always interested in the confluence of technology and policy. I had the chance to talk to Phil about what he thinks the new Congress is going to do with artificial intelligence. So, Phil, as someone with deep experience in the halls of Congress, I'm curious what you think this Congress might do in the area of artificial intelligence. I think there's a universal understanding that artificial intelligence needs to be regulated, but there's no consensus yet on how to do it. So as a result, what we're seeing are baby steps. There are some initiatives on a bipartisan basis uh, to try to set up standards in certain specific areas. Uh, It's not clear what progress is likely to be made in the near term on any of those projects, but I think it's fair to say that there's going to continue to be a dialogue. There's going to be a great deal of interest in this space. And what I would specifically expect is a debate on where the regulatory authority ought to be placed. Uh, That's going to be, I think, one of the more controversial features of this issue. Uh, Deciding in this new terrain where you're going to set up Uh, an institution that can regulate AI on a permanent basis, developing institutional memory uh, and potentially encompassing many of the areas where AI is is, uh, going to be having an impact uh, is a huge challenge. Uh, I anticipate that uh, military applications are going to be considered important. Surveillance is going to be considered an important issue. I also think, though, that AI is going to be so so prolific in reshaping the economy that we can expect that the approach to AI is going to be not necessarily sector-specific, but is going to evolve reflecting how AI filters out into different parts of society and the economy. There are so many issues to unpack that I anticipate that this is going to be an ongoing debate, uh, which suggests that we're going to start uh, in a couple of specific areas uh, where AI has potentially a natural national security impact, potentially a privacy impact, Uh, and then evolve from there. The key, in my view, is coming up with a regulatory regime that allows innovation to continue and doesn't stand in the way of AI applications 
in many areas where we can improve productivity, where we can improve the quality of our life, where we can improve services, um, and in the process address some of the thorny issues that are ultimately going to arise. Well, that's really helpful insight, Congressman. Uh, I'm curious, you were in the House of Representatives starting in 95, and the internet was still in a bit of its uh, early phase. Is there anything we can learn from how Congress looked at the early internet and anything we can learn from that as Congress looks at uh, the early stage of AI? Uh, I think AI uh, is a much broader issue than uh, even the information technology uh, that we were starting to grapple with in the 1990s. Uh, this is going to be, I think, an authentically transformative process. Uh, and these technologies are going to be liberating, uh, but they're also going to create ethical and value challenges. They are going to create, I think, a perception of threats many of which I think can be addressed uh, in a sector-specific and case-by-case -case way, but nevertheless will likely inflame public concerns. Uh, I believe that the proliferation of technology in this space uh, is ultimately going to reshape much of what we do and in subtle ways already has started to do so. Going forward, I think that uh, the role of artificial intelligence in creation uh, and in doing complex tasks is going to revolutionize industry, but is going to create concerns about job loss. My sense is that ultimately for an advanced economy like the United States, uh, artificial intelligence will be a booster for its economy and a source of competitive advantage as long as we can stay ahead of the curve uh, in terms of our access to the technology. In addition to speaking with former Senator Dorgan, former Congressman English, I thought it was important to speak to one of our law firm's leading practitioners in the area of artificial intelligence. And that's my partner and literally my next door neighbor here at the firm, Reed Freeman. Reed used to work at the Federal Trade Commission. He spent 30 years in his legal practice dealing with issues like privacy and data protection and data security. He's the co-chair of our practice in fact, in those areas. And I asked Reed what he thinks from a regulatory standpoint we can expect. Reed, I follow Congress uh, and what it's doing in artificial intelligence. Um, you're a practitioner uh, focusing on a lot of issues that are related to AI, including uh, privacy, cybersecurity. Uh, I know you've got a background at the FTC yourself. So um, what are you expecting out of Congress and the administration on artificial intelligence over the next, say, six to 12 months? Yeah, well, thanks, Dan. Uh, with respect to the administration, for this purpose, I'm going to include the Federal Trade Commission, which is an independent agency, as part of it. What we're seeing now in this sort of nascent, really nascent period of, of AI regulatory development is a, a growing set of basically agreed upon principles uh, that are being pushed by the administration that we're seeing from uh, federal agencies with respect to existing law, and we're even beginning to see in uh, FTC enforcement. And the the basic standards that we're beginning to see, we, we saw first in the, uh, the administration's uh, AI Bill of Rights, uh, and the, the core principles that the administration is pushing are that AI systems should be safe and effective, uh, there should be protections against algorithmic discrimination 
that AI systems should uh, take into account and respect user privacy, and not just user privacy, but the people uh, involved in data sets uh, that trains the AI, that AI shouldn't be opaque, uh, but should be open and transparent. And the administration is also uh, pushing for uh, human alternatives consideration and and a fallback method in, in the event of, uh, of, of a negative determination by AI. In terms of enforcement, what we're beginning to see, we saw a joint statement issued by uh, the uh, the CFPB, the Department of Justice, the EEOC, and the Federal Trade Commission uh, that came out uh, earlier this year, which made the point that, hey, we, we have a large body of existing law that we already enforce. And just because you have an AI system doesn't mean those laws don't apply to you. They do. So there is a set of laws, particularly with respect to uh, deception, unfairness with the FTC, employment issues at the EEOC, finance credit uh, and eligibility determinations by the CFPB and civil rights enforced by the Department of Justice. Uh, any sort of AI system that implicates those issues, the, these agencies have come out and said uh, that you fall within our purview. Uh, and and what, we're, what we're beginning to see is the industry, uh, the, the AI, the large AI developers, buying into some of these concepts. That's really, really helpful insight, uh, Reed. You know, this isn't happening in a vacuum. Uh, it's not just the US here. Uh, there's the European Union. I, I know that from another perspective, there's this global competitiveness aspect of AI, where you'll hear policymakers in the US talk about how we have to be ahead of China, for instance. So what, what are you seeing in terms of how the uh, global element is going to possibly influence domestic policymakers? That's a great question. That is a great question. I'm sure a lot of traders would like to know the answer to that. The, the, there's a tension here that's an inherent in your question. The tension is uh, this is a large market developing. Some say it could be $7 trillion of this market. Uh, and so there's an enormous uh, uh, private sector push and, and public funded uh, push to get the leadership position. At the same time, you're hearing civil society, you're hearing advocates, you're hearing regulators say, slow down. Uh, we don't know what we don't know about this technology. And what we learned from the internet uh, is that when we let it go, uh, looking back, you know, we regretted that. And we wished we wished we had been more forceful at the outset to set some basic guardrails uh, um, there. And so that's a tension uh, right now. We'll see how that plays out and how, how governments can hold the line uh, to try to foster the growth of this technology while at the same time putting down basic guardrails at the outset. We'll see. Our government relations practice group is going to continue monitoring artificial intelligence policy issues, and we'll put out occasional alerts and podcasts like this one. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to anyone here at the firm. Thank you so much for listening today. This has been Dan Redberg.